November 20th in this year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. It's Friday night, Matt. It's just me and you. What do you think Raj Geary's up to tonight? Oh, out at, the, out at the clubs, bar hopping. He's got a lampshade on his head somewhere in the corner, I'm sure. <laughs> and he's just going, and get this, I don't even do my own podcast. I pay these guys peanuts. They show up. The audience throws money at them. It's the sweetest yep. gig. These suckers. These suckers, they, I, I've got them thinking that they're like, they're very loyal in like their real lives. So, like, those are the guys and gals I go after. I go after loyalists, <laughs> good, good, hardworking people, and I abuse them and I use them. Pretty much, I do the Vince McMahon gimmick, but on the podcast level. And uh, your Raj comes across nice on this podcast, but uh, behind the scenes, he makes us oh. address him in the, in the Spanish formal tense, usted, yep. everything. I mean, yep. it's just. Cracking yep. the whip. Uh, literally so cracking the whip. Literally. Uh, starting off tonight, Brandon Hall. Before we even started, Brandon Hall gave Raj Giri $20. What? Uh, say that uh, Roman's transformation into the Tribal Chief has been nothing short of being gold. Yeah. has been a slam dunk. I mean, can we imagine if WWE just allowed him to be himself a long time ago? I Okay, so I'll make this argument. Whenever I was a baby face and I started feeling like I was getting stale, I couldn't wait so Rick Russo would make me heal again. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait. And in my head, and the other wrestlers are like, just don't let them lie to you guys, okay? Because you all weren't cheering them as loudly as maybe at one point you once were, this is our chance to get back at them. I could run them down. I could go on Twitter and say bad things to them. And I could say <laughs> I'm in my character. I could go, I could cut these world beater promos. Every babyface loves when it's a chance to become a heel. I would argue because of Roman and all you guys shitting on him as a babyface for so, so many years. He has built this up for years of world beater promos, but and it's still going to come. He's still got, he's still yet to cut that promo to all of the fans that didn't back him. He's still yet to cut that. And that's yeah. going to be a good promo one day, but I would save that. Um, he's had all this time to really become a better actor, a better performer, a better everything. When you're working at the top, you have no choice but to get better. And he's yeah. in the ring with everybody. If you go back and watch, Roman's work's always been good. This is nothing new. Every time we would say his work is good, we just don't like the character, right? Like, I get people on Twitter going, oh, you're a Roman apologist. He should be shoved down our throats. I'm like, I didn't say he's not. All I said was his in-ring work is good. Much better than most people give him credit for. I've said it from day one. He wasn't yeah. sloppy. He wasn't a meathead. And he wasn't the pretty girl of the three. You know what I mean? He was a good worker amongst those three. All three of them were really good. There's just there's something where fans have a reaction when they feel like something is forced. Um, yes, like, I'm like one. <laughs> Channing Tatum is a great example of this. Remember when Channing Tatum came out? Oh, he was the it factor, man. And yeah. I was like, I hate Channing Tatum. I feel like everywhere I turn is Channing Tatum. Then when Channing Tatum got savvy. You know what it was when he was in This Is The End as himself? Uh, then he was in 21 Jump Street, and he started playing into that a little bit, and he started getting self-aware and being like, I know you guys have this perception of me, but now I'm going to show you I'm a good sport. I can go along with it. Then yes. I turned the corner on Channing Tatum. And I think Roman Reigns is a way to do it. similar thing. You know? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You, my friend, look like you should be on a buddy, buddy, con- <laughs> buddy firefighter, buddy lawyer, buddy something movie with him. Much like the 21 Jump Street with uh, him and Jonah Hill. You would be Which, a very good replacement for Jonah Hill. I, I loved – so 21 Jump Street is one of my favorite TV series of all time. Jonah Hill is hilarious. Out, 
when that movie came out, I was so worried. I was like, oh, they're making fun of my beloved series. And then the movie was oh, awesome. Yeah. The sequel was somehow even better. And the sequel has the best end credits gag of any film I've ever seen. Probably the best end credit sequence of all time. Not better than Hangover. Dude, 22 Jump Street ends with them running through 20 imaginary sequels that they shot posters and little scenes of. And they just run it into the ground. It's, it's just brilliant. It's m my favorite end credits ever. Ever. Wow. Even the, the random, like, naked picture shot that's like, than in the, the middle hangover. of hangover credits that's out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to say it's better than the end credits of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is a child Ooh. blew my mind. Think about that. Go back to the 80s. Think about how far ahead of their time they were with that. So far ahead of their time. It was they great. Really Absolutely. Man, look at all this. Look at all these super chats coming in. Uh, Justin Lopez uh, quoting Roman tonight to Drew saying, you're my favorite number two line of the night. Love that promo with Drew, but how does Drew come back from that, man? Like, to borrow a phrase from the kids in the hip and the hop, Roman bodied him tonight with that promo. Do you know what bodied really where that originally comes from? No, what the, what's the origin maybe, of that? Maybe, maybe the kids will correct me on this, but when I play basketball and you dunked on somebody, I mean, chest to chest, uh -huh. Vince Vince Carter, okay, at Five Star All American Camp, shoot, you weren't allowed to dunk on the outdoor rims. This uh -huh. guy could jump so high, I had no clue who he was. He was wearing glasses. I thought it was like Urkel, and I tried to go block his shot in a fast break, dude. He goes chest to chest with me, knocks me on the ground, and throws the ball through the rim and slaps both sides of the backboard above the rim. And one, everyone's laughing at me, <laughs> and uh, that's a body. That's hmm. getting that's getting bodied, or now, another term. Another term is on football. When yeah, you just get absolutely drilled uh, 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 over the middle, a catch over a pass and catch over the middle with the receiver. Boom, uh, uh, safety knocks him into next year. Yeah, that, that that's being bodied. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, chat room, please. Do you think bodied is an extension of back to the '80s when you would be faced when somebody oh! uh, got over on you? <laughs> this this yes. Face. I used to do that to my brother. Oh my god! I used to do, used to do this. He used to smack me right in it. Whenever time I would do it, I think I was so cool until he did that. Faced was everywhere until like 1989, and then nobody, nobody said it after that. It just completely went away. Uh, anyhow, Kronoshaw, uh, five dollars, pointing out hey, everything Krona. Roman told Drew was 100% fact. Such a secondary title holder always be my favorite number two. Roman hitting set of the table was great detail. I mean, I gotta say, like Roman couldn't have done this to Randy Orton. Like he wouldn't have cut this promo on Orton that he cut on Drew tonight. That's a good point, actually. Randy is a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. So yeah. there would have been that illusion that Roman would have been talking himself up. It would have felt like to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to sell him short because he is ballpark in these promos. Yeah. Cool. Calm collected. Roman is awesome. I agree. I agree. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $2. Matt Braun just stole Trez from my Clippers. Smacking Ooh. my damn head. Trez. Trez. Dude, you got to tell me right now. Who do we get? Who do we get in the Lakers? I don't mean to say weeks. I usually hate the Lakers, but I love me some LeBron James. Who's Trez? I don't, I don't know. Please Bryce, tell me. We will find out soon. Bryce Russo, Buck ninety nine. Hi guys, where do you rank John Cena all time? I depends on what you're. See, 
there's so many definitions of what people use as their Mount Rushmore top five to top ten, right? Is it all the package? You have to be able to work, draw, cut promos, look the part. Those are mine yeah. that I usually define my greatest with. So for me, Hulk Hogan's the greatest. Ric Flair's right right there, number two for me. Um, a lot of people would then start putting in like Andre the Giant here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I I because he was such an attraction. Seen as a top, definitely a top ten, no question. Potentially top six. Five? I mean, post The Rock. I mean, Cena's, because we still have Stone Cold left, right? The Rock yeah. left. I mean, Randy Orton, like Randy Orton, is is the arguably the top star in WWE in terms of the most name recognition right now in the active roster. Right now, but right now, but I guarantee you. 50 times the people worldwide know who John Cena is oh, than know who Randy Orton is. Not even debatable. Not even, not even close. John uh, Cena is our Hulk Hogan. Yes. Uh, it's Z, $5 saying, who's next for Roman? Daniel Bryan. I'd like to say Big E, but he needs to drop everything New Day first. Also, could Uso cost him the match versus Drew? Hell no. <laughs> Emphatically, hell to the no. Absolutely out of the question. No. We have to hope and pray Roman does not put his foot across his chest standing on him for the one, two, three at this rate. All right. Um, I will say this, though. His first thing on Daniel Bryan, I would kill to see that angle. Yeah, that'd be good. Daniel Bryan's um, a great baby face. If they really wanted to swerve us, I could see them having Randy Orton interfere in that match and then Randy versus Roman at the Rumble. That'd be big. Oh, for, for like a DQ? If we're talking DQs yeah, yeah. here, okay, different ballgame. Different ballgame. Yeah. And let Drew have his dignity at least. Because uh Drew, Drew uh, should I mean Roman should just beat the crap out of Drew. Well, we're Drew fans here too, man. We, I know, we, but we, dude, we that promo tonight, Drew. that promo tonight, like come on. Like that was no major league versus no comparison. Mine. Yeah. Joni Shauna Jenkins, Canadian five dollars. That's like four dollars American, saying just watch Night at the Roxbury, and I think it would be a perfect gimmick for Breeze and Fandango. Thank me later. I mean, that's, that's kind of their that's gimmick. what they do. No, that yeah. is that is it. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is it. Chris Pantaleo, two ninety nine, asking, have we seen the Nickelodeon Orange Years documentary yet? I did not know this. What? Existed. Me either. Where, yeah. Chris, please write back and let us know where can we please find this. It's an orange years. What are we defining it? Because for me, Nickelodeon means. Well, see, I was more you can't do that in television, the original Nick at Night lineup, Danger I, Mouse. Me too, but we're the yeah. same age. We did go into most certainly Double Dare. Double Dare, uh, yeah. Don't um, just sit there. Uh Kids yep. Court, my beloved Kids Court, rated K kids for court. kids by kids. Yep. Do you remember yep. the end of Kids Court? Paul Provenza, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. You could watch his soul die. When he hosted Kids Court, and at the end had to go the segment fair or unfair, and he go to the audience, and they would be like, "My mom says I have to do my homework before I watch TV, but every day when my sister comes home for school, they let her watch TV right away." Paul Provenza would say, uh, "He doesn't get to watch TV right away. Fair or unfair? Unfair!" And the kids would just yell the entire time. It was my favorite part of Kids Court. They would do this for like ninety seconds at the end of every show. Kids would just rattle off their grievances, and the I mob would really- chant. 
annoyed I never got to watch Kids Court. Why did I not get to see this? It's on YouTube. It's terrible because it would be like but the People's Court, but they have dramatic reenactments. Nickelodeon all the time. Yes. How did I miss it though? Go to YouTube, watch Kids Court. They I watched an episode where it's just all and they had like terrible kid actors reenacting this case about like who had to do chores which night of the week, and one girl always had to do the dishes when they had messy food, and the other I one. Get- did dishes when it was the, takeout. It was very involved. All right, listen, I get the premise, but yes. you're the only one that knows what the hell you're talking about right now. So Go I'm not to having YouTube. fun talking about this. Go to YouTube <laughs> and watch the kids' court. And then Rated K for Kids by what? Kids was their TV, or was their movie review show. So really quick, yes. when was this show on? Kids' Court was like 87, 88, like peak Nickelodeon for our, our generation. I'm really annoyed right now that I didn't yeah. see the show. Like when you can't do that on television, was that it's most popular? Like the like the hmm. uh, Alistair barf. or Alanis Morissette. Barf. Well, yes, barf. Yes, the Barf Burger. Um. So what else do we got here? People talking about. So they're saying the documentary is about '90s Nick. So I'm going to watch that and feel very old because it's going to be all care. about yeah. salute your shorts and uh, 15 and shows I didn't watch. I never watched Clarissa explains it all. I was too old for oh. that. I do remember Clarissa's complaints at all for my cousin, but go ahead. Yes. Uh, oh, Nickelodeon. I will have to check that out though. I, apparently there's a documentary on HBO uh, now about the roller rink, about roller rinks and roller skating and about roller, roller rinks that are still in business. Not roller derby. Not roller derby, just the roller rink. Do you remember how popular roller derby was though? That one or two years there when like they mixed rock like and roll with it. Yes, and Warrant yes. did have it isn't too far away. They played. <laughs> No, you don't remember Warren, this? this was a uh, big I, I don't, deal. I don't remember that. Uh, now I remember when rollerblading came in. That's when I stopped roller skating. When rollerblades were a thing, I was like, "This is too newfangled. It's too weird." Lo- oh, dude, I used to rollerblade for miles. Huh, interesting, but uh, no, I would. Uh, I follow uh, on Facebook Danny Boy from House of Pain, who is uh, yeah. a very interesting, cultured man. You know, he bought the house from the movie The Outsiders and restored it. Moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma, restored the house from The Outsiders. Like, uh, turn it into a museum. But uh, he was talking about this roller rink documentary. I'm like, oh, I want to see that. Like, he posts very interesting stuff. I think uh, he's got very compatible tastes. I wonder if he watches wrestling. We should get him on this podcast because, you know, Raj is never showing up again. Um, Justin Lopez, $5, pointing out Drew is zero and four in matches versus Roman. I would think Drew would need the win, but I don't want to see Roman lose right now. Ain't happening. It is not happening. No. Leon's Duncan clarifying Montrez Harrell. Harrell, the for the Clippers, 18 points, a game off the bench, number five oh, with Trez. I know who he is. I just didn't know we were calling him Trez. Dude, he's a beast, actually. He's a beast. He's a, he's a big man. That's a great pickup. We'll take him. But I'm worried about us losing AD, most importantly. Okay, there you go. Corey Trent wants to spend $5 just to say, loved Matt burying QAnon a couple podcasts ago. Made me LOL. and the thing is i do you know there are those out there that i'm friends with that do believe in it and stuff and like i told you guys to each their own to an extent i was thinking about this i was like i think it's nuts but man if you're a friend (laughs) and that friend got really into like herbalife and started trying to sell everybody herbalife and you're like dude you're kind of pushing away your friends with this herbalife shit I think you'd pull him aside and be like, let's take it down a notch. Yes, some of the shakes are delicious, but we don't have to talk about it all the time. But see, that's not what this is. So that's not what it no, is. True, it true. would be like, I'll see it like in like their hashtags and stuff. I'm like, Ugh, 
I can't like, yeah. post. I can't even like your post now, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, Justin Anders, Buck ninety nine. I wish we were seeing Daniel Bryan versus Lashley instead. That would be pretty dope. That would be good, actually. I still don't. I was thinking about this the other day, randomly. I don't know why. How in the hell's Bobby Lashley not been the world multiple former world heavyweight champion already? That just doesn't. That ain't happening, bro. I don't get it. I mean, I'd like to see it happen, but. <sighs> You know, it is what it is. Let's talk about SmackDown tonight. Um, oh, yeah. yes. here's, here's my thing. The opening segment of SmackDown tonight was all about The Undertaker. Not about Raw versus SmackDown at Survivor Series. Not about the big matches. Not even about Drew versus Roman. Not about uh, Street Profits versus The New Day. It's like, I mean, it was a little bit about that. But this was all about The Undertaker and uh, his his farewell. His 30th anniversary at Survivor Series on Sunday. Yeah. I know. I feel I'm you know what you know what's how they stepped on I was gonna say, you know how they stepped on their own dick with this one, which I don't know why I just brought that phrase out of nowhere. Stepped on their own pop. Yeah, uh, because five years ago they did the big 20th 25th anniversary of the Undertaker at Survivor Series. I feel like we've been True. saying goodbye to the Undertaker for the last five years. Yes, I, I do too. I do too. I'll still steal a appearance from him. I'll I'll say what we just said, but when he comes out, I'll still like cool. This is cool. <laughs> True. Remember ten years ago when Kiss said we're doing a farewell tour, and the farewell tour's been going on for ten years. You said like, every band, but yes, I know. But you gotta you gotta know when to go off the stage, man. Exit gracefully. Uh, Madden's elite five dollars saying, "What's up, Matt? Did Roman not kill that promo on Drew or what?" It's amazing to me. Like again, like. Bullpark. We're talking about this, but we're talking about this because he owned Drew oh. McIntyre tonight. So I'm going to give Madden's Elite way too much uh, uh, babyface shine here. Madden's Elite made a promo, uh, um, just random promo on my Twitter feed when I like posted like something like really serious, talking about our country and how divided it is, right, the other day. Yes. And he just randomly pops in there and posts a video. Of, hey, man, I'm about to cut a promo on you. I'm like, he's a good dude. So why, why, all right, it's not the time or place on this post, but go right Sure. Ahead. Anyways, and I was telling him, he wanted, like, critique, and I'm like, you, you cursed way too much. So Madden's Elite, did you see the difference in Roman's promo versus yours? Right? You asked me to be fair and to, no, for, to, to shoot, judge you. He was quiet. He was concise. He did a, it, all the stuff was done, all the talking and his tonage was done with his face and his confidence, his eyes. He wasn't using curse words. When you start cursing so much and you yell, you lose the message. And yeah. then you're at this one pitch the whole time and nobody hears it. You know what I mean? It's a problem I used to have when I used to first cut my promos. I used to think mm. I'm a big guy, so I got to start screaming and yelling like a lunatic. No, you don't. I think control, precision, clarity. Always good, good qualities. And if you can go up and down with it, try to do it if you could, if it's natural. Well, I come back to that great Miz talking smack promo on Daniel Bryan a few years now, ago. Now, context matters, though. Yeah. Okay, Glenn, subject matter matters. So that was different. That was a passionate, pissed off yes. feeling. He was shaking. Miz. It's like, do you ever have that when you're playing, when you're like slap fighting with your friends at the basketball court, and then like you get one too much, and that guy freaks out? Can and I ask like, you why, why in the basketball court are you guys having because, fighting? Because 
it just seems like the sort of place where that happens. You know, oh, like, I thought there's a story. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, you're goofing around with your friends, or you make a joke, or you say something, like, you know, dude, your dad, blah, blah, blah. And dude's like, dude, that was messed up. His dad passed away like four years ago. And you go, oh, shit, I didn't know. But the guy's like freaking out and he's like shaking a little bit when he's talking. You see the tears in his eyes. And you're just yeah. like, I've gone too far. Like, the Miz had that quality in that promo. And I think you've got to just got to build up to that a little bit, but uh, you don't start it at a 10. You ramp it up there. You ease into it. Yeah. Uh, come on. You've done some slap fighting, some slap boxing at the basketball courts. I'm positive of that. Dude, me and my friends used to legit. I'm not joking. We would wrestle each other. And then always turn into a straight up fight all the time. We would punch each other and just killed each other. Zombie Reese pointing out. That is where the slap boxing happens at the basketball courts. It's true. It's a thing. Did you really just uh, let him come on in there without paying any money to back up your stupid point of non-athleticism? It's like where the fights used to happen. The fights would happen at no, the bike the racks. Fights, no, okay, maybe bike racks, yes. I was going to say the path. We had the path. The path. I'll meet you on the, the path at 3 o'clock. Yes. That's Yo, not like you're going yes. to an AA meeting or something. Hey, man, meet up at the path at 3? Like That's not like a youth. That's a youth Bible study group, the path. So, the Path, John Mayer, you guys know him, the big musician guy, the big singer? Yeah. He was in my grammar school all the way through middle school, all the way through Fairfield High School in Connecticut. He had a fight and got his ass handed to him at The Path. And I remember poor John that day in school was, like, terrified. Huh. Because it was, remember that movie, 12 O'Clock High, when the kid Three was terrified? High, yes. 3 O'Clock High, all damn day he was terrified. It was like that for I remember that. Interesting. It was bad. It was bad. Then he got there, and it was one of the first times I saw like somebody like getting hurt. And I remember yeah. that, that 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 my my heart dropping feeling is in, in the gut of my stomach. It's the first time I saw somebody get hit and then start to like you know get teary eyed and stuff. You know what I mean? I felt so embarrassed for them. Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, what would happen if that happens to me? I'm gonna just start crying. What am I gonna do? You're like eight feet when, tall. Who tried to kick I your ass as a home. kid? I went home, older kids did. So I went home and made my brother like show me what to do and stuff. So then I was good. Well, there you and go. wrestling helped a lot, dude. You ever put somebody in a I'm not advising this to anybody, especially <laughs> kids watching this. Especially kids watching this. Now you can't hear me, Glenn, laughing over me. Sorry. Um the sleeper hold. Legit. Legit, Glenn. Legit yeah. would work. Not that they fall asleep, but it's a choke hold. I have to say, I would fight with my brothers as a lot, a lot as a kid, and they're competitive. I mean, brothers got some size and they're close to me in age. When I was on uh, the freshman, when I was on the high school wrestling team, and we learned how to like shoot on somebody's legs and how to do takedowns and things like that, I have to say, my fight game like stepped up phenomenally. Uh, just learning a few basic catch wrestling moves. You probably knew more than I did at that point because I, I would never be brave enough to shoot it on someone's legs at that age. No way. I wouldn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to not, you know, literally knock someone off their balance. Uh, so after that opening segment tonight, all about The Undertaker, uh, Sami Zayn interrupted, started talking about how Undertaker owes him uh, some revenge on the choke slam. Uh, Sammy owes Undertaker some revenge. I thought that was cute. Um, yeah. Sammy building up the match with Lashley. Baron Corbin comes out. What's with Corbin's attire? I miss uh, Olive Garden Baron Corbin and his uh, old uh, look. Because this just what? looks goofy as hell. What didn't you like about it? Just like the weird uh, vest and the crown. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like it, it, It's the crown. I blame it on the crown. The crown is so hard to pull off. That's a tough, 
thing to pull off. It ruins everything. It clowns everything. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks out of place, which is weird to say right. about professional wrestling because so much works. Um, but this set up the Street Profits in the New Day versus Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler. Man, I love an eight-man tag, said nobody. Um, <laughs> Street Profits and New Day won. They're going to face each other at Survivor Series. I'm actually interested in this match because how do you book that? Who should go over on this one? Whoopie-doo. Um, I really don't care about this match at all. Not in the slightest. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good executed match. It will be a very, very well-wrestled match. Definitely. I'm not saying it won't. I just don't know what it is about it. I don't care. Because Street Profits, I really dig a lot. Yeah. Normally. I don't know. I, I, I think Street Profits have to go over. We haven't had much out of them. Like, they were on a pretty decent crescendo, uh, I thought. They're being used wrong forever to get other talents over at first on Raw, if you'll remember. Mm-hmm. And then when they started using them, it's like, okay, Vince sees money in them finally, and he's using them. But then it kind of, like, stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I still, you know, they could have made a really cool stable with Bianca Belair. I'm not just saying that because it's like a cute little, um, I want to tie a perfect bow on it because they're married in real life and blah, 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 blah. I'm saying it because you have three crazy, well, two out of three, crazy charismatic talents. They're married in real life. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some cool magic on TV. I guarantee it. When you have people that are natural towards one another, and they're badasses, they're just mm-hmm. really both Bianca and her hubby are freaking money. Tammy is saying here the profits when the new day drops titles to the hurt business within two weeks. Um, I feel like they're they're missing the momentum on the hurt business. I feel like if that yeah. title change was going to happen, it should have been to them weeks ago. You know. <clears throat> And, uh, hey, where was this? Scrolling back. How did I miss this? Um, sorry, there was something good. There was something I wanted to call out here. Uh, Tina, Tina Miller, saying, Matt, thank uh, you plugging my work Wednesday night. made everything blow up, and it's been shared hundreds of times. Also opened opportunities to write for other places, so thanks. Uh, yeah, Tina wrote an article about the fans uh, owing Roman Reigns an apology. I shared it. Matt shared it, and uh, it's very good. And you plugged yeah, it on Wednesday night's podcast to Raj Giri's face. You said, hey, everybody, go check out this article about wrestling that's not on Wrestling Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I love it, that. <laughs> it was good. Good job, Dina. <laughs> no, and it was it was very good. Uh, absolutely. Um, so we built up uh, Jey Uso <laughs> versus Daniel Bryan. What would you think of these promos these guys cut tonight? Good. I thought yeah. these were good. I think... Jay Uso has his own style, his own flavor, his own everything. I don't know what you call it, but both brothers, both twin brothers have always had that, I always thought. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I think if I was like to really dissect his promo, I could find like lots of mistakes with it, but yet it always works for me because I believe him. Does that yeah. make sense? I really believe him. He's very passionate no, when I he agree. talks, right? But – uh db is obviously money always and uh man i'm sure you're worried about this about the last spot on the team smackdown men's survivor series team otis got the spot tonight and chad gable could not be happier (sighs) of course otis got it why wouldn't otis get it because that's (sighs) what i want to see i don't care whatsoever about the survivor series teams or the survivor series 
matches this year whatsoever. The towns themselves, the towns themselves don't care about the match itself because they're on rosters that they just joined. Remember last year when it was SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT? Probably the most vital, important feeling Survivor Series in ages. Just because we're NXT marks and NXT came up. That was a big part of that, too. Couple years, uh, two years ago, Becky Lynch, the invasion, the moment with her Ooh. getting her nose busted up. That was Team Raw turned SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, SmackDown kind of got buried in the yes. matches that night, but the buildup yes. was really good. I, I tuned in excited, you know. That's, that's true. You're right on that. Yeah, but this year, I got nothing. Uh, nothing. Justin Lopez, Buck99, says picking Otis over E tells me Raw is winning. Oh, yeah, that's. <sighs> Okay, so how's it? How's this uh, Big E singles run going that we've all fantasy fantasy booked for years? I feel like uh, a, they have to be waiting for something. They have to be. They have to be. What other excuse is there? That they don't have a plan and they keep saying Some, we're going to get around to it. Sometimes, and I told you, Cornette used to say this. Sometimes you don't want to get any on you. So sometimes when I wasn't booked for TNA television, when I was Corny's bodyguard, he's like. We don't want any part of tonight's okay. show, Matt. Okay. Please okay. just trust me. It's better not being on something that is absolute crap than being on nothing at all. So, like, there's two wavelengths people think on that. Like, we have the Dolph Ziggler theory that if I'm on TV every single week, I'm getting a, a ton of real estate as far as my name, identity, and I'm always in front of people. I disagree with that. I think it's very, very important on what you're doing. So if they have nothing good for Big E and he was going to be in that stupid match where he was not going to go over and be showcased, it doesn't help him. I just hope they have a plan and a date for this. Not like back in April, month two of the quarantine, when I said, I'm going to buy a 3D printer and I'm going to set it up and start 3D printing things. And now I look over and it's still in the box six feet from me in my office because I'm going to get around to it eventually, Matt. It's going to happen. Much like Biggie's singles run, eventually that perfect day, Vince is going to wake up. He's going to get that right idea, and Biggie's going to get a, a title push, and I'm going to start 3D printing figurines or uh, that, complex models. He, he he's he's too ready. He's t- way too ready. There's no excuse they can give me this time for him. He's beyond ready. I agree. I agree. DNA of TNA, Morgan fan, $5. Which I I, I just love that this is somebody's name in the chat. Every time. Makes me smile. Uh, Hey, Broskies, Matt and Broski Glenn. Um, Vince may still be pushing Lars, but maybe easing up on breathing too much promos. No Lars today. Ha. When's the last time Lars was on? I feel like it's been a while. What was the first part about breathing? Uh, remember Lars was like doing the weird breathing during oh, his promos? Yeah, my apologies. Yes, of course. How could I forget? But I did. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's another one of those start stops for him again. I, I don't know. I just know there's a disconnect I have with him. And I'm generally a mark for any big guy nowadays because there aren't any, you know? So, like, I give them a huge unfair curve in which I give them all A's when they don't really deserve them um, because I want big guys. But I have a huge disconnect when I watch him. Huge disconnect. Okay, so uh, let me take a moment. Uh, take a knee, Morgan, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay some bills here and make a plea to our audience. And, uh, hey, we all know 2020 is a little nuts, but that doesn't mean you should disregard your nuts, no matter what? the size or shape they are. Uh, this, I, Where is this going? 
Stay tuned. Uh, in fact, Manscaped <laughs> is on a mission to take care of your manhood with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. So now you can take care of your down-under, down-under. Uh, they also just released the Crop Care Kit, which is the formulation bundle to give you A-plus uh, manhood. It's the ultimate male hygiene hack. The Crop Care Kit includes the Crop Preserver, which is their deodorant. Matt Morgan likes to dab a little behind his ears uh, when he goes out just to give him yes. that that, uh, that new car smell. And, uh, well, the name speaks for itself. They also have the Reviver, the, the Toner, the Crop Reviver, uh, which is a nice little spray-on that makes you feel fresh. They have the Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash. You can also on your hair, which I love that. I love that I don't have to get fancy with it, just one bottle. I just scrub everything head to toe. They also have their crop mop uh, ball wipes, which, hey, you never know when that opportunity strikes and you've got that not so fresh feeling. So, hey, make it happen with those wipes. Uh, they've also got their foot doster foot deodorant, which is a free gift and designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling fresh. And let's not forget about that trimmer, the best trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0, which offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology. So if, if you're built like me, if you're more, but if your body type could be described as an eater of worlds, uh, you're prone to grooming accidents because you can't see what's going on. That's why you need the Lawnmower 3.0, that ceramic Speaking blade. Speaking of can't see what's going on. Sorry. Yes, uh, it's it's going to help you uh, avoid those grooming mishaps with their skin safe technology. Also, it's waterproof, so you can groom in the shower and up to 90 minutes battery charge. Of course, all Manscaped formulations are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your manhood is in good hands. So, I, which is good, because I like to promote uh, compassion. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, it means it's it? not tested on animals, which is good. Is that what that means? Oh. Yeah, I like, I like, and it's not animal derived. You're not like, Matt, do you ever look at the ingredients in some beauty products and you're like rubbing like animal fat on your junk? I okay, not with Manscaped. I was thinking of the Manscaped razors. My bad. No, I mean, I'm How talking these formulations. Possible? They are right, vegan. Good. This is, you know, uh, not using animal parts, which is good. And, uh, you know, yeah, you want the animal magnetism, but let that be your own uh, masculine musk and yes. not, you know, God knows what that you're putting down there. So we have got a deal for our audience. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use our promo code, and that code is INC. That's for Wrestling Inc. INC. 20% off free shipping manscaped.com with the code INC. Add some swag to your saggy bag, it says here in the copy. But look, <laughs> here's the real deal, folks. It's November. Christmas is right around the corner. What better way to give the perfect gift to someone you're not going to see face to face this Christmas to say, Hey, I care about you. Uh, trim your junk. Uh, you know, we've all think how long we've all gone without proper haircuts and how that affects your self-esteem. Think about uh, your self-esteem in other areas, you know, manscape, get it together, man. Take care of yourself. It's all good. But here's the real incentive <laughs> for our audience. It's November. Advertisers are deciding now who they're going to advertise with next year. They're looking at those results. They're looking at how many people are using that code INC. So if yes. you want to see 2021 to be a continued year of awkwardness and me reading the crazy copy they put in front of me, Matt Morgan having to put down his phone because he can't show his face while I'm nope. talking about these, uh, these issues, go to manscaped.com. You're going to get that 20% off that free shipping when you use that code INC. Buy some of the boxer briefs. Buy the razor. Go to town. And uh, when you do that and show the love, they're going to show the love and keep supporting this podcast into 2021. When you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. And we thank Manscaped for their support this year. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, code INC. Back to SmackDown.
Um, so Seth Rollins and Murphy tonight, the promos backstage Rollins talking about everything Murphy has. He should be thanking the Messiah for. He should, he should be. I mean, yes and no. He put him on. I know. I know. I mean, it's good, but we'll, we'll talk about this match, uh, in a moment, but first we had the last chance survivor series qualifying match for the women's team, Natalia versus Tamina Snuka, Bianca Belair on commentary, which was delightful. <laughs> She's so good. She's so she good. is. She's very charismatic, naturally. Yes. And uh, Natalia won, so she's going to be on the team. We saw Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot come out. Bailey Bailey entered the ring and hugged uh, Natalia. That was weird. That right? was a little weird. Yes. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, SmackDown. I'm looking forward to the Women's Survivor Series match. I think that'll at least be entertaining. Um, we had the contract signing for Roman versus Drew. Paul Heyman out there with Roman. And you've heard us talk about it all night. I mean, yeah. this this is the craziest thing about tonight. I think this promo and I'm for someone who like has really hated the Rollins Messiah angle. I'm going to say Rollins versus Murphy was a pay-per-view caliber match tonight. They got a long time. Uh, this may have been the payoff. This may be it. Seth might be taking his uh, family leave after this tonight. Um, but I thought both these segments back to back were absolutely fantastic. Roman just buried Drew saying he's the guy they call when Roman's not available. He's the secondary champion in WWE. Um, I called him a prop, a stand-in. And it's funny that they had fans booing Roman because I swear to God, if a live audience had been there, I, I would have gotten up and, and I would have stood on my seat and cheered for this Roman promo. It was so good. It was. It was money. So what else good. is there? We said it all night. It's been that's one of his best promos. He's cut. He's cut each week. His promos have somehow topped the last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. He makes Absolutely. this whole show. Even when the show sucks, it doesn't suck because Roman's on it. Think about that. I want everyone to think about that for a minute and rewind four years ago. Yeah, five years ago, six years ago. As you T.D. Know? Miller said, we all owe Roman an apology. He's always oh. had the goods. And we I would took- also argue, to be yeah. fair, when people keep saying, yeah, we took him for granted. But but what I would say really quick is, I don't think people took him for granted. I think they took, it, it was WWE. They were pissed at WWE executives for forcing them down everyone's throat. Because if you remember, and Tina Miller, I'm including you in this, Roman was the one being cheered out of the three the most on yeah. the, the shield. He was the one that the fans wanted to see them do something with. If you go back in time and watch it again, he was getting the bigger pops because he was getting the hot tags. Um, but true WWE fashion, when they find themselves their new Cena or new Hogan, they try to shove him down your throat. It was the most rejected babyface push. I would argue bigger than Rocks even. Wow. It be, as far as being more rejected goes. It well, was. There was no like die, Rocky, it. die chance. Dude, I'll go back and watch the die, Rocky, die chance. I remember him like yesterday. Yeah. And, and then watch the promo Roman cut where he starts off Monday Night Raw with eight minutes huh? of not being able to get a word out on the microphone with the fans saying, go away, go away. That has never been chanted before. That Dude, that was bad. It was horrible. I felt terrible for him. But... 
I, I mean, where he's at today in his promos, this is not who he naturally is. Okay, this is this is him doing some severely good acting. He's really good. There were some moments in that when he did that after Undertaker and he came out in the booze and he just said, "This is my yard now," and then like threw the mic down. That was I thought at the time that was badass. Um, Me too. But I can't remember before if I was, he said those words. Remember before those words? I can't remember if I was there. I feel like I was there. Maybe it's a false memory. Yeah, uh, maybe were. it was after Mania. Well, not for that, but no, for uh, when he came Something out. With Roman. Yeah. Well, yeah, when he was getting the booze. And remember, he had this look like he was embarrassed. And he did the, come on, I'm not a bad guy. And then he put like, yes. I'm not a good guy either. I'm the guy. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that was that was a moment. Like, he hook, line, and sinkered me with that one. You know, because that it seemed was, like was he was finally breaking and he turned it around on the audience. So he's that always been good. good. They've just booked him poorly. Yes. Yes. Much like Channing Tatum was just in bad movies that did not play to his skills. And then when they booked him in better movies, we came to love and respect him. Was he good in G.I. Joe? <sighs> it's kind of a tough one. I feel like that might have been the turning point. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I never saw Magic Mike, but people tell me it's actually a good movie aside from the Oh, it's very thing. good. No, it is good. There you go. Uh, walked out of Coyote Ugly in theaters. Uh, went to see the original Kings of Comedy instead. Oh, better choice. Yes. J-Dot, the Juke joined $5 saying, Hey guys, y'all are by my far my favorite YouTube wrestling channel. By the way, double meaning for my favorite number two, one loser, two POS, glorious. I did, I did think that was clever. I like... It's a little lowbrow, but clever. I'm so lost on this one. When Roman said to Drew, you're my Drew. favorite number two, means you're my yeah. favorite number two in the company. Matt, when you go to the bathroom, number one and number two, do the math. Ah, there we go. We just connected. There we go. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $2. <laughs> saying it was always that Rollins was over Reigns, even in the Shield. I was a Dean Ambrose guy. I always thought Dean Ambrose was the star. Me too. For me as well. Dan Dean was my guy too. Um. So, yeah, watch this promo tonight. We put this over so much this show. This promo was awesome. Yes. Then we had Rollins versus Murphy. I mean, Murphy got the win here. This yeah. might be it, right? It could be. This. This would be. This would sustained enough for me for him to take his break, Seth. Where does Murphy do after this, though? That's the million-dollar question. I don't know. Still, would this be in the background of Mysterio drama? I don't know. We can see him at the house, at the family barbecue, swimming in the pool, playing, playing. hang on, playing Marco Polo with Dominic? <laughs> they get into a fight? I don't know. <laughs> that's like the that. problem is all the good storylines out of this is murphy versus ray murphy versus dominic but they can't just oh matt maybe thanksgiving maybe we get a thanksgiving segment where they're over there Ooh, and fine. yeah i wasn't gonna say that but it's like you know somehow uh murphy insults them somehow huh. you know, insults their family i don't know i'm just spitballing ideas yeah no it could be uh they've done, done worse they have indeed. Uh, but no, this match was really good tonight. I think uh, if it Seth was very leaves, good. I hope we never see the Messiah gimmick again. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I really I respect the crap out of Seth Rollins as a talent. Sure. I think he I think he as well is a complete package. He's he's 
underratedly, if that's a word, tall. He's much taller than people give him credit for. Um, so his look, he's got one of the best looks there is, in my opinion, in wrestling. He's a good-looking guy. He's tall. He's shredded. Um, and he's amazing in the ring physically. Oh, damn it. My light went out. Um, you know what I mean? Athletically, he does great stuff in the ring. He's a great worker. His promos are hit or miss. Mm. You know? So I'm hoping when they let him get out of this character that there was something from it he's able to take and add. Not being Messiah, but something in it. A pitch, a tone, confidence, mm-hmm. something. Because when I was done with my stuttering character, believe you me, I was beyond confident to cut any promo in any character you could have thrown at me at that point. You could have had me come out there with a pink jock strap on my head, and I would have thinking in my head I could get this over. Because mm-hmm. the other was the impossible. You know, so you build your confidence from bad gimmicks like that sometimes. Sometimes it kills your confidence too. Now, do you think uh, much like you went full method Daniel Day Lewis style and talked with the stutter for two weeks to get in the role? Or do you think Seth? Yes. Do you think Seth prepared for the Messiah role? And just you know, I don't know. I think he makes a lot of money, right? So I'm thinking that he maybe did some acting lessons, right? I would do that if I had to play a really deep character like that. He did kind of curb the laugh. I miss the nasally Seth oh, Rollins laugh. It's such heat. That's his heater. I agree. I know. It's like the best worst laugh in so the business. The, so the shield, when he was a heel with the shield, I would say that was some very good work. Not shield. No, no, no. Sorry. The, what do you call it? With Triple H and company. What yeah, with uh, the authority. Thank you. The authority. That was good heel work by him. Yeah. His, his promos were good. No, he was a fantastic uh, chicken shit heel. Yes, he was such a dick. Um, so I want to, I got a super chat. I want to get to here in a minute. Cause it's relevant to this next segment, which was then, uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks came out face off with Oscar building up their mm-hmm. match on the Sunday survivor series. But Carmella, uh, attacked Sasha from behind third straight week in a row. Yeah, They are telegraphing this shit so hard. Uh, they are. It's, it's unlike them, Glenn, to be this lazy with the women's division. This feels very lazy and it makes me fearful for Carmella. Well, DNA of TNA Morgan fan, $5 saying two weeks ago, I read Mela's due for a big push, just like Lana. Remember pushes don't mean title reigns. It could just be a string of wings. I would bet, significant money that he Carmella is causing a DQ so we do not get a winner between Asuka and Sasha clean, clean. we do not get a clean winner Here's uh, they're going to use her Sunday here's what sucks they are going to use it because they're telegraphing it but I will say this she needs this win yeah uh, she is red hot right now white, put a shade under white hot I would say um, she being Sasha Banks I mean mm-hmm. of course and they they always kind of screwed her over when she'd get the title, right? They'd give mm-hmm. it to her, be very short-lived, and Charlotte would come jack it back from her or Becky or whomever. Um, she needs, a, in my opinion, a definitive win, quite frankly, against a major, major real-life living, breathing stud like Asuka is. Asuka is as credible as credibility goes. She is. And I think if she can not only hang with her but straight up beat her convincingly, yeah, that's that's the path they need to keep Sasha on. They need to protect Sasha more than anybody else right now in that uh, division. Seriously, and that's quite a mouthful, you know, because they have a lot of great talents that they got to do a better job protecting. But she's your champion. We've been waiting forever for them to put the title on Forever. Her. She, right. 
So she, she, I, I, I did make the argument. I thought it was too late. I didn't think fans would get with it again because we waited forever for this. It's not her fault. It's their fault. Not cashing in at the right time. I'm sorry. Rest, I go back to WrestleMania, Snoop Dogg entrance. There is no more money entrance and, mo- and star-making moment than just that entrance by itself because yeah. she looked like a straight-up baller, main eventer. I've done this before. While at the same time, we were all pretty pumped and excited for her. I remember tearing up even. Yeah. No, that was a great match. It's funny that Becky was the uh, afterthought in that match. Right? Yes. Yeah. Look, uh, okay, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I might get some heat for this. I don't, miss Charlotte, I don't miss Charlotte Flair right now. You have heat I'm, with me because she is the best women's wrestler of but all time. She sucks all the oxygen out of the division the way they book her that it becomes so predictable. It's and well, Matt, maybe then, to your point. And there you go. She's gone. You know, but to your point, Matt, because she is such a gifted athlete, she is such a natural at this. Um, it, it almost takes courage for them to have her lose, uh, especially lose clean. It just, I think it becomes really predictable. It's actually a miracle that Becky had her ascension, uh, in that scenario over Charlotte and Rhonda, which really says something. And it, it kind of makes me happy that she gets that crowning moment of awesome at Mania last year becomes the biggest superstar in the company and is able to say to Vince, okay, I'm going off to start a family. <laughs> like, Love that. And I remember like another podcast, I'm not going to mention any, they were like, oh, how could they do that? How could she do that? That's so irresponsible. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Be, be, only, in my opinion, people that haven't been parents before won't get it. Hmm. Won't get it. If I would retire, I wanna, I'm not saying this pat myself on the back. Because it's just, I'm just saying it's because it's a shoot. I was not planning on retiring when Jackson was born. In fact, up until that point in the delivery room that day, I had in my head, holy crap, I'm so lucky to be going back to WWE. They're bringing me back yeah. to Royal Rumble. I'm going to have a really cool opportunity. I'm going to make some really good money. And I really need to with this baby coming right now. So I really yeah. had in my head, I knew gear. I'm going back and I can't wait. Holding him literally minutes later, no question about it. Check. I'm done. No more wrestling for Matt Morgan. Was not planning that. Which that's is crazy. how big for those of you that have never been that are still younger and are maybe not married yet or don't have children yet, and maybe you are gonna one day. I'm telling you all, you will never experience anything remotely close to it. Nothing. It's a game changer in, in the best way you can ever imagine. You were thinking. I wonder if I call Enterprise Rent a Car if they'll give me my job back. <laughs> no, I, no. Sorry. I why? Why do I remember that? Why do I remember that that was your last job before wrestling was working for Enterprise Rent a Car? I don't know. Because like a mark, you read it in Monday Night Raw magazine. I think you talked about it in that interview with Robbie. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did, but I also sent me that magazine. Yes. I've never read a wrestling. Magazine. That's how I met Tom Pritchard. Oh, there you go. D-Man, $5. Bianca can't get pinned at SummerSlam. Your thoughts? Uh, I thought it said, Bianca can't get pinned ass. Your thoughts? <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. She's another one that desperately needs to be protected. She's a main event talent. She, she's, I, she's still getting there, but she's a main event talent, in my opinion. Protect her. I, like, as I start thinking about this, I am angry at the lack of women's singles feuds right now and instead we get so many boring ass repetitive men's matches so, i agree like 
no offense to King Corbin, but anything with King Corbin in it, in my head immediately, I'm like, we could have seen like a Bianca Belair singles match here. We could have seen anything, even, even an Oscar build match. Just give Oscar sure. a match to kill somebody to you know gas her up some more before she loses to Sasha. You know what I mean? I don't know anything. Kind of the point, Terry Allen Jr., 210, saying Natalia versus Tamina needed greater time, very lame. Every moment King Corbin was out there could have been given to that match instead. I will say this, though. Because of how Natalia and Tamina have been booked, my question is, would it hold the audience? Not the girls' Uh fault. It's been against Dolph Ziggler and Conundrum. It's how they've been presented in the past, which hasn't been very good. Yeah. But how do you break it? You got to have an opportunity to do something with it too. So I just completely contradicted myself. And Tamina has had, they gave her like a little couple kind of. She does a good job with it. She does do a great job. And she was doing those promos on uh, Twitter that were good. Um, They've got so much talent in the women's division. And I mean, we've said this before, they need their own show. Like there's so much going on there. Yes. Why not? I don't see what's such brain surgery about this decision. I don't get it. Yeah. What am I missing? Yeah. Tell me what I'm missing. I okay. don't know. So post-COVID is obviously when I would do it. I would wait till this virus. I don't know when the hell it's going to happen. But eventually, when it goes away and people are fully back into an arena one day, who knows when that will be. But So then there won't be any excuses why they can't do it. They can't say, oh, well, we don't have time to do it. You know what I mean? Because they'll blame COVID somehow. Well, um, you don't got to do house shows. They've got a set. Okay, so get this. You don't have to do house shows. You don't have to travel to TV. You have a standing set ready to go that – what do you think the cost of production per hour is in WWE? I bet you it's insanely no cheap, especially when all the talent is already on payroll. They're already there. Um, yeah. Right yeah. now, I mean, TV is insanely profitable. It's the majority of their revenue. Um, why not? If there's an audience for it, go for it. You know? Yeah. Hey, how's WWE? Are they like doing bad because they can't do house shows? Actually, I think they're saving money because they're not doing um. Beca- and there's talk that even when audiences come back, I don't remember where I read this. Maybe I made it up. Raj, don't text me and be like, don't repeat these rumors. Uh, I read somewhere that even when live audiences come back, WWE is not going to go back to the house show business because that wasn't a huge profit center for them. And uh, when you take into account all the X, Y, and Zs, uh, you know, transporting Expenses. people. Yeah, Expenses all of it. Overhead. So how do they sell their gear then? Like, how do they sell the T-shirts? How do they sell merchandise? WWE well, shop, man. Oh, everything's done online nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you go to a live show, the selection of live merchandise at a live show, I get that they get a lot of people that are just like, oh, I want a John Cena shirt. I get that. But um, selection of merchandise and the prices at a live show actually are worse than going to WWE shop. Because you know? they're higher. They're crazy high, right? Because the venue takes a cut. Yeah, so you're paying like $35 for a show. Oh, it's, it's like I, I went to a Motley Crue concert when I was a little kid. I was so excited. I asked my mom who came with us. That's how cool my mom is. Um, can I get a T-shirt? We went to the stand. My mom like, legit had to like – it hurts my heart to this day. Honestly, tell her two sons, that just yeah. me and my brother Brian, that we just – we can't do it. We can't do yeah. it. Because it was like something like 75 bucks to 80 Jeez. bucks for really? two T-shirts. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Do you know what she did? And I'm such a brat. I want to like kill myself right now for even thinking that I did this. Because my mom is the shit. I love my mom. She made iron on Motley Crue t-shirts. That's cool. My brother the next week. And I was too embarrassed to wear it to school. I'm going to hell. 
I'm going to hell. I've, I've given myself chicken skin telling that story and I feel like such a piece of junk. I wrote an apology Ugh. email to my mom this year for some of my childhood behavior because I needed to almost set it free into the universe. In fact, I recommend that, Matt. Yeah, you should you should write a letter. Seriously, it was a nice moment. Uh, I wrote a letter to my mom and I was like, hey, uh, there was a time, I mean, I'll, I'll tell the story here quickly. I really wanted a BMX bike in the wake of the movie Rad. Uh, I had friends that had like a GT G, or a mongoose, oh, yeah, mongoose and my mom, bands, yeah. my mom got me a Ross piranha. And I remember like Ross, Ross is like the Kmart of BMX bikes. Right. Uh, and I was such a, such an asshole. I was like, I wrote my mom and apologized about it this year. I was thinking about that. I thought about that for 30 years. And yes. I just finally had to like say, Hey, I'm really sorry for not realizing the sacrifices and the struggles and things yes. you went through and how I was not appreciative of this shit. You know? Dude, I mean, uh, I listen to your story. It makes me feel bad, too. Like, and dude, I wait. realized how much it cost at the time. And it was just like, I could not have been like more of a brat about this. Oh, man. I know. Man. But it's good. It's good to unburden yourself of these things, I think. I mean, why wait? You know? And yeah. this is the cool thing about parents is that, I mean, I've noticed that, yeah, it's not like my mom was holding a grudge about this. We've had a great relationship my entire right. life, but I think it, you know, for me, it was good to just sort of like put it out there. Be like, oh, yeah. Very sorry yeah. about this. Yeah. You know, anyhow. Uh, so this is what I'm doing instead of therapy. Uh, I should really uh, get up on that better help. Um, so let's see what we got here. Justin Lopez, $5. John Favreau, showrunner of The Mandalorian, discovered Sasha Banks on Hot Ones, the YouTube show, not WWE, and that's how she got the role. Yes. yes. That is nuts. She said that. She said that yes. on uh, uh, her, her last uh, WWE network thing. Love the Hot Ones. What Watch is the Hot Ones? Hot Ones? Okay, so Hot Ones... Um, they get a celebrity. Oh, the, the test, yeah, yeah. The hot the sauce, food. and they eat, yeah. and it's the reason why I've got like three hundred dollars in hot sauce downstairs, like, and I'm constantly like just trying different things because I mean it's interesting. You want that experience, so you. This is the brilliance of the show because they sell the hot sauce too. As you watch the show and you think, I want to do that at home. I'm going to order ten hot sauces and see if I can make it through. Like it's a brilliant yeah. gimmick. It and the is. guy that does the show actually is a fantastic interviewer. Uh, I haven't watched the new remote ones they've done in COVID, but. Uh, that became like my airplane show last year when I was traveling on it. I always watch hot ones on a plane because it just makes the time go by so fast. Um, so the main event tonight, we had Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso. Daniel Bryan going over this time. Remember Jay uh, beat Daniel in the I Understand match a few weeks ago. Um, I'm liking this. Is this? Do you think this is going to be a feud or do you think this was it for, for these two tonight? I don't know. It depends on the Roman. Yeah, maybe they go back because it's they still got to go back to the story of Jay being subservient to Roman, right? Yeah. So that's still going to be an undercurrent storyline for X amount of months until whenever that day is where Jay blows his gasket and's had enough and can't stands no more. Yeah. Right. That, that'll be months into the, that will be months into the future. So the quest, real question here is. What does Roman do after he beats Drew? That's the real question here. So it could be, quite frankly, that he does parlay a match into Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan beats Jey Uso. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tim Mickles saying about the podcast tonight. I hate for this to end. Good wholesome show tonight, minus the R-rated Manscaped promo. That wasn't really R-rated. That was PG-13 at best. They said bag. That's so disgusting. I know. And I read it, and it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible that, like, if somebody pays me money, I will think, well, I should probably read this as it was written. You're a professional. I clean it up a little bit. A little bit. You missed my awesome... I actually had one of those little bag things they gave us. Oh. <coughs> the wipe things. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are good, man. I mean, because like... Because you were so stuck in reading your lines. <laughs> like an amateur wrestler memorizing his little linesies. Um, you, you know what it is? It. They change it a lot. So, like, with Blue Chew, I can do a Blue Chew ad off the top Without, of my head. Yeah, yeah I, I know the copy, right? And I know Guys, where I can... Yes. It always starts this way. Guys... Remember what it was like when you did it for the nookie? Well, <laughs> I had an epiphany the other day. Don't make me bust this out because I, I had an epiphany the other day about this. Uh, about the need for blue. Okay, well, why not? We're, we're an hour in. I'm going to throw Blue Chew a free ad here right now. So, uh, guys, you remember when you used to think about <laughs> the sex that you were you were having? You used to think about like the sex you were going to have soon. You used to think about, tonight is the night. I'm getting all prepped. I've got the plans. I'm doing the shower. I'm doing my manscaping. I'm good to go. I got my condoms. It's all going to happen. It's going down. That was the voice inside my head. I apologize if that offends anyone. Um, the plan. The plan, though. The plan. You had the plan. You knew what was going to happen. You knew what it was all about. Now, as you get older, look, your your body, you just lose some of that drive, man. I mean, Matt, you're a genetic so, freak. You know, you're a well-oiled machine, I'm sure. Not for you, but for the rest of us schlubs. You know, I, I thought about this the other day. I was like, it's weird when you get older, your sex drive as a guy becomes about, you start thinking about the sex that you've had before and the sex that you're going to have one time again in the future, but not the <laughs> sex you're going to have tonight. Like in the hypothetical royal sense of like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it's going to be right. on. You think about, oh, hey, remember the time I did that thing and that was really cool. But right now you're like, I'm kind of tired. Like I had a big meal for dinner. Like I got a dress. Well, here's the good news, guys: is if you're in that zone and you could use more great sex and more sex drive, Blue Chew is for you. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. The stuff that works, but it's chewable. You don't have to worry about pills. You take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. You can make the hotness of the past sex, the future sex you're planning on having, you could turn that into the right now sex, and you'll be good to go. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. So no more awkwardness beyond this ad read, and you don't even have to leave the house. So if you could benefit from more confidence where it counts more, get up and go. Because if your get up and go has gotten up and went, you need Blue Chew. It's the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. You're going to get that first shipment free when you use our promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. Go to BlueChew.com. Use that promo code WINC to try it free. 
Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And remember, you support this podcast. You help make this podcast possible. So when you're using Blue Chew and you're, you're using the Blue Chew and you're having a great sex life, in a roundabout way, you're making this podcast possible. So we so thank make, you for all the sex you're having with Blue Chew. And make sure you have visions of Glenn and Raj in your head when these things are when these things are happening. Um, no, I'm just joking. I totally killed it for every person. Out there. <laughs> uh, and if you're thinking about me and Raj when you're about to get down, Blue Chew can help you overcome that <laughs> and still be able to perform. Hey, how many the Blue Chews do you get? Like for everyone you said that orders it, they get it for free, but they pay five hours shipping and handling. Is it one use you get, two uses? No, you get like five blue chew. You get this pouch, right? And the pouch. And you take one per use? Is and you take pill? one per use. And they have two different types. They've got one that's Tadalafil, uh, one that is oh. Sildenafil. And they work a little differently. Yes. I actually recommend doing two orders and getting both. See which one you like more. They're, they're uh, because they affect you a little differently. They do, 100% right. And it depends on your chemistry. Uh, whatever you want to call it, on how it works better. Some guys, some uh, guys have better luck with one versus the other. That's very, very true. And I like Tadala Phil. And hey, it's got Tada right in the name, so it's magic. I, funds. You're 100 correct. <laughs> Tadala Phil. Seriously, that's what it's called. Tadala Phil. Tadala Phil. Tada! And say that. Say that to your partner when you take mm -hmm. the blue chew, and then you're ready Do to not. go. No, do go. not say Ta -da! that. No, we're going to go back to this, and I'm going to de-dork half of that. <laughs> All right? So, guys, listen. Don't remember back when. No, I can't even, I can't even do this. Actually, you know what? That's that. Okay, Matt. So, here, here right now, we're going to get really, really raw and real with the audience now. We're in five into this. Yeah. You know when you know you're getting old? is when you start being funny during sex. Because when you're a young man, <laughs> sex is a very serious thing. You don't make yes. jokes. No. You don't goof around. It's no. not time for shadow puppets. No. Like you were all about getting down to business. And you get older, you would absolutely like pop a boner and be like, ta-da! Like that is an old man thing. And if you find that shit funny, you need blue chew because you're at that age. <laughs> so it's true. Funny. I want to go back to the plan, though, more importantly. The plan. <laughs> the plan. Yes. Guys get up in their head. Man, guys are such dorks about this. And, I mean, like, do you want That's some life advice? a lot advice? of pressure. Half of the guys, oh, you put way too much pressure on yourself. Way too much pressure on yourself. And then when stuff doesn't happen, like, you pout and you become that guy. Oh, like, oh, that's that an could, amateur an move. And that could be an argument. It'll wait and it happens. So something that should have been great is now an argument because yeah. you're embarrassed. And I want to go back in time and slap my younger self and be like, you know nothing about how to deal with women, let alone people. Yourself, really. Yeah. I mean, well, because when you think about when you're a teenager, you got like a boner and a tube sock. Like, what else you got going on for you in life? You know, you've got all this energy. You're awkward. You don't know how to dress. You know, you're shaving uh, lines in your eyebrow because you saw Vanilla Ice do it and you think it makes you look cool. Yeah. Like, uh, teenage boys should not be let out of the house except maybe to run around the track and burn off some of that energy. You know? <laughs> like, awkward, awkward years, man. I'm yeah, glad to really. be past that shit, you yes. know? Oh, yes. But Blue Chew brings that back. It brings you back that teenage energy with all the sophistication of being a mature man, much like myself and Matt yes. Morgan here. Oh, yes. That's all very true. You just said yeah. that. Oh, God. If I could have like a body swap situation, or maybe like I could travel back in time into my own seventeen-year-old body, oh, eighteen-year-old yeah. body, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I think about that a lot. 
You know, maybe it's like a back to the future time travel thing or like a big vice versa body swap situation. But I think about these things like a quantum leap sort of thing. Maybe. I don't know. In my yeah. lifetime, technology will exist. Uh, Brian Bowling, Buck 99 says, Matt, much respect, bro. I used to see you in the Orlando outlet. I'm assuming he means. Where? What outlet? I, I don't know. What, what outlet shops you like? Brian, write me back. Write us back here. What do you mean ORI outlet, please? Okay. I miss going to outlet malls. Like that used to, like a year ago, I could go to the outlet mall, go to the Jelly Belly outlet store and the van store. We had know. True Religion that was in like downtown Orlando. It was like a 40 minute drive from here. But like, I don't know, we weren't big on the outlets. We only went there like maybe twice, three times a year. But I would like, it depends on the stores. I would get really excited like, when there was a Rockaware outlet for a while. Oh, oh, at yeah. a local outlet mall. I used to have those jeans. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I like to browse, but the, thankfully I talked myself into buying too much at the outlets. That's the, that's the key. You don't want to just See, go and drop Do you know them. where I get screwed? Yeah. Thinking that I'm a really good husband early on in my husbandry uh, days. That made no sense. Um, getting stuck at the kiosks at those mm. places because you'll see like a really cool curling iron that the lady is saying <laughs> that the lady will say, this is much lighter. It gets hotter way faster. Your you wife will think you're the MVP if you get this for her. I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, we have a drawer of like three or four of them because my wife never had like, like whatever it is. She's too nice to tell me that, Matt, these things suck. There's a reason why there's four of them still sitting down there and I'm using a different one. <laughs> This this should be the Patreon but, bonus podcast but, tonight because Matt, you're the kiosk guy. You fall for the kiosks at the all the time, right? all of the time, and and worse. My my is my favorite one. But hun, what do you mean? It says it says uh, um not Eddie Bauer. What was the, what was the one that uh it says uh, uh, Ed Hardy on it? What do you mean? It's a designer <laughs> one. <laughs> She's like Matt. Somebody just painted that on there and put a sticker on there. It's not any better. So when you're at the Alamo in the kiosks and someone tries to rub lotion on you or like, you know, like spray you with something, you're like, ooh, let me stop and check, chat this person up. See what they oh, got going on. The only, okay, the only kiosk that I will walk past because I have no interest is when it's like phone services and stuff like that. Yeah, why? Okay, like this is a bigger mystery, kind of like the white van speaker scam. Who buys like the shitty cell phone accessories at a mall kiosk? Okay. Like it's only, the junkiest shit. It, it is the junkiest crap. But if you remember back in the day when, like, these case holders first started coming out for the Yeah, iPhones, for, like, your Nokia 8820 and stuff. Right. Like, I wanted sports teams. I wanted, like, the Michael Jordan one, right? So, like, that was brand new many, many <laughs> okay. years ago. But that was the only place I could get a bootleg version of it, right? Okay. Uh, or the one with bling. Remember when they came out with the ones with bling on them? Then that was Yeah, you wanted, like, deal. a bedazzled Nokia phone yes. holder? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did. <laughs> I did. Like, thank God for the iPhone and these touch phones and their stability, like the upgrading the cameras, because we used to buy the stupidest, stupidest, junkiest plastic phones that would come out and the features would be like, oh, this one's got snake on it. You can play snake and oh, you can get ringtones that sound oh like God, real songs. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I had ACDC back in black as one of my, yes, I remember this. Yeah. Then I turned 30 and you know what my ringtone became? Vibrate. Like, it was like, I want oh, silence. Yeah. I don't like, want a ringtone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even want to answer my phone anymore. You know, nope. it's like, yeah, we've aged out of it. But no, I, I had I had the ringtones. It was a big deal. Uh, Leon's Duncan, $2, saying, sorry, Raj, I think Fiend and Taker do something Sunday. I hope. If they have, WWE has balls, 
the fiend retires Undertaker Sunday. Probably not happening, but I wish it would. Why are you saying sorry, Raj? Raj you on the show. I don't know why he's apologizing to Raj. Oh. I don't know. You guys uh, sell you guys sell way too much for Raj. I'm just saying. <laughs> like somebody was on Twitter, like, Raj just got awfully quiet during uh uh the, the fiend segment tonight. He doesn't want to admit that he was wrong about Fiend and, and what's her name being really good together. He already admitted it. He admitted it like weeks ago. That he he digs it now. And uh so what it's good to be wrong about some these things and then be honest about it and say, Yeah, I'm a fan of it now. I thought it sucked at the beginning. I didn't think it would work, but now yeah. it does. Uh, I'm with that. Everyone's talking about ORL means Orlando. Yes, we got that. James Potts saying there's like seven outlet malls in Orlando and three in Kissimmee. I'm surprised there's not more. I thought Orlando was like the outlet mall capital of the world. Where? Okay, so going. let's go back to Brian Borland, is it? Or Boland? Bra- Mr. Boland, wh- wh- where did I see you in, in the outlet? I don't understand. I still don't understand. I wasn't a very big uh, I don't know. outlet goer, as it were. The weird thing about outlets, too, and we're getting real here on a wrestling podcast, but remember in the 90s when outlets were new and there were like actual legit good deals to be had? And now no, it's just because like, I lived in Connecticut where oh, like yeah. nothing good is. No, but I'm saying outlets used to literally be surplus stuff, last season styles at a discount price. And now many, I don't know if you know this, many uh, brands make a cheaper version. Like they make their own bootleg shit to sell at the outlets for a lower price. So it's actually like purposefully made to be less good because they want to get people in that outlet mentality. Don't, okay. Want to hear another one of my terrible, sure. like, uh, what do you call them? Impulse buys? Purses. When the Louis Vuitton, when Jessica Simpson had that show with Nick Lachey on MTV, mm-hmm. she, the minute she got on that television show with the first, the first Louis Vuitton bag, I got very popular. That's how much I remember this. She's the one who helped that blow up. Okay? I'm calling all my friends trying to find the biggest bootleg version I could find because Larissa's already starting to ask. And I'm like, like I, wasn't, was, I wasn't even a wrestler yet at the time. I don't have money for this, you know? So I... I, I went to a place in new york and got her like a 20 dollar version nice and she never knew but i told her like a couple years later because i had already started with wwe i had the money to actually go get her one i was pretty proud of myself and um every like every time i went to an outlet though that was another impulse buy like come on let's go in there and pick out a purse like you're a big baller can i Uh, tell you one of my one of my greatest disappointments in life. I'm 44 years old, and as a child, I assume this would happen. No one has ever tried to sell me a fake Rolex, let alone tried to sell oh, me a watch yeah. out of like their their jacket, which I always thought someone would open up their jacket, be like, "Hey, you want to buy a watch?" Yes. I want a fake Rolex, like nobody's business. Brolex, and then what was the other one? Um, what was the other one? I used to have a fake Movado. I forget what the, my friends used to have. Nice. used to make fun of it, but. Um, yeah, I had fake, I had some fake ones in my time. <laughs> Cause I always heard people were like, you know, it, some of the fake Rolexes are actually really good. They are really good. And they're yeah. not like, but it was never like a trench coat from the movie. Hey, one by watch. It was never nothing like that, but it wasn't too far off. It would be in like, the street <laughs> corner of New York on the way to Yankee stadium or something weird like See, that. People have tried to sell me speakers out of a white van. Oh yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw, I got suckered into that once in yep. Kentucky <laughs> entertainment center. It was called. I get home uh, and there's like two things in the box. God. 
I've I've met many mag crew kids trying to sell me magazine subscriptions for a fake oh, contest yeah. many times in my life. But yeah, never the never the and I've never seen people playing three card Monty on a fold up table in person. I've always wanted <laughs> to like lose five dollars to three right. card Monty on a street being court. hustled and be like, wow, yes, this dude's really good at hustling. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because there's talent in that. Yes, there is game recognized game. Uh, Terry yes. Allen Jr. Two dollars. Watch Chris Van Vliet's interview with JTG. I will. Okay. I like okay. Chris Van Vliet. Good friend. Check that out. Um, Brian Bowling, Buck ninety nine, saying he used to go to three D Academy and kiss me. Also, bro. And uh, Orlando International Drive. I do know where the outlets are there. I've driven by that before. I mean, that that <laughs> is where the outlets are. Is the yes. It's called the hangar outlet. I forget what it's called, but like, did you work? Like, I'm annoyed by this because I don't <laughs> remember, and I remember everything. Well, huh. apparently, the many uh, you know curling irons you've bought at the outlet malls, the the purses. I mean, I mean, we're talking three or four times a year, though. Yeah. Like, well, like he may sound like you know, they go in there every day or something. Like, and I and I know him. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel it, w- it would be weird to me, like, because I think my habits are very esoteric. Like, if somebody was like, dude, I always see you with the Del Taco in Fairfield, they'd be like, I go to the Del Taco in Fairfield, like, maybe twice a year. So if someone thought that, that like that was my hangout, I'd be like, a little weird. Right. You know? Yes, yes, yes. That's where I'm at. Yes. There's a Del Taco in Orlando, though. I did, was excited to discover that while on vacation. Wait, so... I've not been put onto Del Taco yet. Why is Dude, that better? Del Taco Why is, is it better? Bomb. Why is it better than Taco Bell? Okay, the ingredients are fresher. Uh, okay. You know, Taco Bell has a seven-layer burrito. The Works burrito at Del Taco has eight layers. Um, and in addition Good. to the fine Mexican food, quesadillas, and whatnot they have there, you can also get freaking French fries uh, and burgers. And they even have a burrito where they'll put the fries in your burrito. Um, Del Taco is huh. where it is at in terms of fast food. So, my favorite fast food chain by far. You like them better than Chick-fil-A? Well, I don't eat meat, so there's that. Um, oh, so Del Taco is. definitely has more for me in that regard. But uh, no, I'm, I'm a huge Del Taco. I mean, so we drive 45 minutes to Fairfield, California. That is the closest Del Taco to where we live. Wait. And a couple times a year, we'll drive 45 minutes to get fast food. So how do you top? How would it top the? Because from Taco Bell, I like the uh, uh, gordita crunch. Yes, yes, yes. Supreme. What's their version? Uh, they do have the the thick uh, tortilla. They do have things like that. Um, they have a variety. Oh, they also have milkshakes, which is crazy for a place that sells Mexican food. Yeah, it is. Um, but it. no, dude, you got you got like there's one in Orlando. I'm sure there are other ones in Florida. I'll Highly it. recommend it. You'll like it. Get a spicy jack quesadilla. That's the bomb. Uh, they got they got some good stuff there. Hmm. Big fan. Tina Miller wants to know if I've not watched the if I've watched the new Animaniacs. I have not yet. I'm so behind on uh, the TV. I'm catching the up TV. on things. The TV. I lately I just don't feel like watching anything. I mean, it's no. weird. Like Superstore came back. I know TV shows are up. The Mandalorian has a new season. I'm watching 80s commercials, man. Like all I'm doing is watching my YouTube on my phone. That's all I do. Headphones in, like you see right here. And yeah. I go to I go to bed like this. Wow. And I've been playing the, the VR. I've been doing the VR workouts. Um, Disco Scotty, $5, saying factory outlet mall on iDrive. I assume he's international drive. Yeah, he does. There you go. Getting re- real deep with Orlando. Is it, do you think it's weird? Okay, hear me out on this. Like, Is it interesting for you that you're no longer a professional wrestler, but you live in like 
close proximity to the hub of where all professional wrestling, not, not only where professional wrestlers live, but now where all professional wrestling takes place. Hmm. Yes and no. It isn't no because if I didn't know they were there, I wouldn't know they were there. Meaning when you're around the area, it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so was in here before you. Like, I don't ever get that. I don't ever yeah. get that. It's not, it's not like you're living in Copland. You're not like living in a city where it's all just right. police officers. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I get that. I get But that. I do think that's cool. And yeah. if Jackson took a bigger liking to wrestling, was able to handle an audience, let's say, I would that'd be amazing to be able to take them to yeah. NXT and all the other shows. Hell yeah. Uh, Brian Bowling paying dollar. He's just giving Roger money. To Don't give him this. money for it. Bro. Saying, I used to see you here and there. Not every day, man. Okay. So maybe like once or twice. All right, Brian, I'm going to make you pin this down even more without you paying money though. Don't pay money. Just put an asterisk next to it. So Glenn will see it in the chat. Yes. So it sticks out where, what store specifically? Yes. Chris Pantaleo is pointing out the jelly belly factory in Fairfield is California school after the sugar high. So we will do, sometimes we'll go to Del Taco. Then we'll go to the jelly belly factory. Now, you know what killed Matt? Do you like the jelly bellies? No. Interesting. Bad, bad, bad. My teeth, these hurt my teeth. Interesting. So they have what they call belly flops there, which for like 10 bucks, they sell you a two pound bag of misshapen jelly beans. And they're like, Oh, you could buy one bag for $10 or a case of 12 for 50. You think, well, a case of 12 for 50 is a fantastic deal. Right. And uh, then you eat half a bag, feel sick and never touch them again. Um, <laughs> that's my experience. Every time I go to the jelly, no offense, jelly beans are a boring candy to me. Very no, but they got the crazy flavors with jelly beans. And then you could do the combinations like, oh, I'm going to mix the root beer with the vanilla and it's going to taste like a root that, beer float. That's it right there. I don't like mixing my foods. And things Interesting. Like do you use like I don't partition like plates? I don't like my food touching. I would yeah, if, you, if we had them here, I would. Why don't you order some partition plates and people be like, oh, <laughs> is your son a picky eater? No, these are for me. I don't want my food to touch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do admit I like um, I like eating out of separate bowl. I like having things in separate bowls. I like having yes, like separate plates too. I yeah, like, kind of yes. nice. And I think a pro tip for people at home with COVID, it is a way to kind of make your meal feel a little bit more like a restaurant. Kind of, do, I like to do uh, tapas at home, like small plates, just make a bunch of little things. You know, it's kind of a nice nice change yeah. of pace. Uh, so we finished talking about SmackDown with Daniel Bryan winning tonight. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um. I was into what was going on in SmackDown tonight. I am. I'm looking forward to Survivor Series on Sunday, and I want to see what they're going to do with Taker. I hope the Fiend comes out and does something with him. Yes. I'm the women's matches. Um, looking forward to Roman Demolition Roman. Drew. Yeah. Um, looking forward to the podcast after. I have no clue who we're podcasting with Sunday night. Is it Justin? Be here. Raj? Who knows? It'll be me and Glenn for sure, and a third party to be named later. Raj texted me the other day. He's like, dude, can you do next Wednesday night? And I'm like, I'm not doing Wednesdays anymore. And I'm not doing the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's like, the night before Thanksgiving. Like, that's not happening. Like, Where's Daniel ground, Glenn? Well, we're taking the day off. Like, we're my wife and I run a business. We're not working that day. Like, we're going to – we're we'll at home for Thanksgiving. But, yeah, we just want to have, like, some time off. I don't want to have to watch two wrestling shows. No, Come on I here, it. do it. And I, I miss Justin. I miss podcasting with Justin. I admit it. You know? Yeah. Like, He's a good guy. It's fun. Um, but no, it's just, it's, I don't want it to be work. And, and I feel bad saying this cause I don't want to, you know, be heelish to the audience, but 
I, I, I love our audience. I love being able to hang out with them. I love nights like tonight. Next Friday will be good, though, because it'll be mellow. We'll have SmackDown. You know, we're going to have Raw on Monday. We're going to have Survivor Series on Sunday. I just – Wednesday, it's not the podcast that I have a problem with. It's just watching two wrestling shows at once is just exhausting. Wait, Survivor Series is this weekend, isn't it? It's Sunday. Yeah, Survivor Series Sunday. So we got Survivor yeah. Series Sunday. Raw Monday, uh, AEW and NXT Wednesday. I will not be here for that. And then we got SmackDown again Friday. Right. Um, good Lord. Brian Bowling. Okay, here we go. Let's see. He says, I'm a manager at Nike. I've seen there you and I believe it was go. your wife. Wait, I love this. I believe it was your wife together. Larissa, Larissa if she was watching the podcast, be like, uh, better be That's your awesome. wife. Uh, I approached you on my break by Starbucks yeah. and you were super cool, man. So there you go. Thank you for explaining that, Brian, because I – like pride myself on having such a good memory. I usually remember weird things and different things and odd things that most people don't remember, but I can't remember. Like I have a very weird memory and uh, this one was bothering me. So you explained that this makes perfect go. sense. Yes. Nike lots of times when I did good, when I would go there. Yes. Um, remember that Thank time you, I, Brian. Did, I did a blue chew ad and Raj was telling his experience and Raj said, yeah, I was using that with my girlfriend. I mean my wife. And I was like, Oh, where did this come from? She was his girlfriend at the time. I don't know. It's Raj. I got busted once. I used to take, in my early 20s, I used to take my dates to the same restaurant because, not because it was fancy, but because I liked the food there and that's why I wanted of to go course. eat. Of course. And of somebody, course that's why you did. <laughs> well, and I, it was like they had a really good vegetarian, like tofu burrito. And I wanted to be like, see, vegetarian food's not weird. It can actually taste good. It's kind still of my selfish, gauge. Still incredibly selfish. Yeah, but, but it was also my gauge because being a vegetarian, like if they weren't down with what I like to eat, this was not going to ever be a relationship. What about working up to that? Not just right away come out the gates with this as your test. Because I had a bad relationship when I first went vegetarian that like mm -hmm. that became – a sticking point. It was a thing. Like, so it was very important to me that someone was just accepting of, of my lifestyle. Um, but dude, somebody at the I restaurant see. ratted me out and was like, Oh yeah, he's like here with the new girl every week. And I was like, just oh, come on, my man. God. Oh my God. That's terrible. <sighs> what does Mrs. Glenn think of this? She knows who she married. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My wife is awesome. We've been together 16 years now and oh God, uh, wow. never looked back. New, what, year get, what year did you get married? We didn't get married till 2010. We, I had some weird issues about getting married. That's a whole therapy but session for another time. You were... But I knew when I met her, like I could just tell with the vibe. I was like, this is, this is, this, like, this is the sappiest shit to say. Like, I was like, this feels like home. This feels yeah. like That's not sappy. That's someone I've known my whole life. You know? So was this 2004? 2004. Yeah. So you, okay. Yeah, we've been in there a long time. And I think that's the thing. I mean, like, so like to get really into it, I mean, and this sounds really weird, but it's like, think about all these things we're talking about. I know we joke about the awkward young men we once were. And like, you try and put on front, you think with women like, oh, I'm going to say this. And then they're going to think this, or if I'm into this or dress this way, or like this music, like I'll meet someone X, Y, and Z. And like, <laughs> for me, just meeting someone where I was like, you know what? This just feels so comfortable. We instantly vibed. I didn't have to pretend I was someone I wasn't. I could just be myself warts and all. And she accepted me and I accepted That's her. Like literally the most important factor, right? There. The most important factor, most important yep. factor. And like, I think about all the time I wasted on bad relationships in my, cause I didn't meet my wife until I was 28 years old. So I think about 
like 10 years, 12 years of just terrible relationships that I had before that. But I'm thankful that I went through that because then I was in the right place when I met her to where I was just like done. I was just and done to, with all the bullshit. And you know? to, yeah, and to appreciate it. Yeah, the if right, I'd met her when I was younger, right man. Point. Yeah, if I'd met her when I was a younger man, I probably would have screwed it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, dried chicken without flavor, $2. Matt Morgan, give a thumbs up, man. Hey, he's like Fonzie. Um, <laughs> anyhow, we've gone down so many roads tonight, Matt. We are. My contacts are floating all over the place. Okay. <laughs> Do you wear uh, dailies or you uh, wear two-week two week plans? I'm supposed to wear two weeks, but I definitely abuse them for months on end because I forget that they're in until moments like this. Okay, man. We'll go take those out. Um, everybody, we're going to be back here. Sunday night to talk about Survivor Series. He's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye, guys.